Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. episode of Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventures. So, um, today we're going to do big. So, Bill, and I'll use that as my one for this episode. Good, I'm glad um, you understand that it's per talk episode. About, um, <laughs> please talk about what we're going to be explaining in a sec. Alright, so today we're going to watch Big, which uh, is another Tom Hanks movie. So, last week we watched Joe Dante's uh, The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks, which I think you had a lot of fun with. Did you enjoy that movie? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, okay, yeah, but that's behind the scenes. They don't even know that. Um, but then, but while we were talking about it, I realized how few Tom Hanks movies you had watched. And I think Tom Hanks is his career in the 80s, 90s, in the 2000s, up until the present. I think he's continued to do amazing stuff. And so the more that you can get to kind of see some of the things that Tom Hanks has done over his, his very, very good career... Um, I think the better you'll kind of understand about some of the stuff that's out there. Plus, Tom Hanks is great. Like, I think he's wonderful. Um, and I'm particularly interested in sort of what you think about this movie, um, because I think that you're just the right age for it. I think you're maybe two years younger than Tom Hanks' younger self is in the movie Big. So you're like right in his peer group. Um and I'll be very, very curious to see what you think of him living a grown-up life as a corporate executive in the 1980s. <laughs> so, um, I'll explain what the sum is. So, um, after wishing to be made big at, like, one of those, like, um, wish machines, yes. I think? Um, a teenage boy wakes the next morning to find himself mysteriously in the body of an adult where in the trailer I remember his mom freaks out and he's like mom it's just me I don't know how this happened and she's like okay get away from me what did you do with my son well I can tell you as a parent if I came into the house and there was a strange woman in the house that I did not know and the strange woman was like no dad it's me Claire I'll be like whoa no you need to go right now this is this is not good. Nothing good is happening. But you would recognize my voice, though, wouldn't you? I don't know, because voices change as you get older, so I might not recognize. Well, you could ask me a question. Well, you could ask me a question that only I know. That's true. But I and I, I will. I mean, we can talk more about this once you kind of see what the mom's reaction to it is. But like, I also like do think, though, that, you know, part of that is that it's really hard for parents to see their kids as grown-ups, like to imagine them as grown-ups in the future. Because from our perspective, we spend a lot of time taking care of you and looking out for you and making sure that you have all the things that you need. But from your perspective, it's just we're, we're just a thumb of authority pushing down on you, telling you what to do, and you can't wait to get away from it. 
Or is that not your interpretation of what parents are? Nah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Anyways, so she said. The director is Penny Marshall. Um, the writers are Gary Ross, or Gary, and um, Annie Spielberg, or Spielberg. Uh, it's Gary Ross and Anne Spielberg. Ian Spielberg. And the stars are Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Perkins, and Robert Loggia. 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 And um, so um, the Metascore is 73. (laughs) We don't need to read Metascores. That's fine. And the popularity (laughs) is 1,686. Have you seen A League of Their Own? Has your mom shown you that? No. Really? Okay. Then that's because A, it's another Tom Hanks movie, but B, it's another movie directed by Penny Marshall, and it takes place during World War II when uh, all the men have gone off to fight in the war. Uh, The baseball leagues shut down because there's no men left to play. They've all been drafted. And so what happened is a women's league is instituted during World War II, and um, they get asked to step up to be the major baseball players uh, while the men are off fighting the war and i think it's a really great movie about uh, women doing some amazing sports playing uh in the 1940s but it's written and directed by penny marshall i think written by um and definitely directed by her and it also stars Tom hanks oh geez yeah so we're definitely going to watch a league of their own at some point okay. uh, but anyway so you've seen the trailer you kind of talked a little bit about what the, the movie's about like, what do you think about the movie? Are you excited to watch it? Does it seem weird? Um, I don't think it's weird. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, I could not be more interested in what you ultimately make of this movie after you watch it. Like, I, I kind of, in the closeout of our last episode, I did say, like, I wish that I could go back in time and record an interview with younger me having watched big and what I thought about it the first time around. And then like right now record an interview with me about what I think about watching big the second, like now later in life and see how different my opinions are because it is amazing how far you go and how much your worldview changes as you get to be 30 years older than you are right now. Well, I'm not 30 years older than you are right now, but yeah, close. Cause I'm, I'm nine. You're yeah. not 39. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm 36. So, almost thirty-seven. But here, click back over to the the IMDb. I forget what year it came out, because I would have seen it when it came out. Came out, out in nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. So I was six when this movie came out, which means I bet you I was seven or eight when I saw it for the first time. Um, so I am almost thirty years older than the first time I saw it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's what I'm really excited about. Um, but then I guess what we really need to do is go watch the movie. And then have that conversation. What do you say? Sure. Sure? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was uh, terribly boring. No, I like it. I'm just, I'm just normally, it's just, it's just, I'm a, it's just, I'm a little tired because I took a test today. Oh, how'd the test go? Pretty good. I got, whoops. I got a, um, I got a, um, 92. 92? I got one question wrong uh-huh. because, um, because it was for comparing and I did the comparing wrong. I thought it was greatest to least, but when it was, but it was greatest to latest. Uh-huh. Greatest, least to greatest. I, I said greatest to latest. 
Yeah, attention to detail. It's that is an issue both on tests and in recall. <laughs> All right, well, I good. I did the whole thing right with the numbers and everything. It's just I did it backwards. Mm. I do that sometimes. I I'm I made a mistake at work like that today where I did something backwards and I had to undo it. It's very frustrating when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So let's close out of this, watch the movie, and come back. All right, sounds good. Bye, peeps. See you on the other side. Yes? I don't get it. <coughs> what exactly don't you get? It, it turns from a building into a robot, right? Precisely. Well, what's fun about that? Well, if you had read your industry breakdown, you would see that our success in the action figure area has climbed from 27% to 45% in the last two years. There, that might help. Oh. Yes. I, I still don't get it. What? What don't you get, Judge? Well... There's a million robots that turn into something. And this is a building that turned into a robot. What's fun about playing with a building? That's not any fun. This is a skyscraper. Well, couldn't it be like a, a, a robot that turns into, into something, like a, like a bug or something? A bug? Yeah, like a big prehistoric insect with maybe like giant claws that could pick up a car and, and crush it like that. <laughs> a prehistoric transformer? Interesting. Gentlemen, it, so the robot turns into a bug. Ah, uh, gentlemen, oh, listen, listen to him. just got a very good idea yeah. here. The robot turns into a bug. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is a great yeah. idea. Someone's what? a water bug? Yeah. Different sizes yeah. and things. Yeah. And, Susan, and we could do ladybugs. You could have them wreck buildings. Transformers for girls. A building is an earth bug. It's got all kinds of possibilities. This doesn't just happen. This guy just doesn't happen. You just don't. He doesn't just come to a meeting and say bugs. Well done, Josh. Well. And we're back. We just finished watching Big. So, um, I think I already used my one um, bill for this seg- episode. Mm-hmm. So, You're learning. Um, You're a quick study. I mean, over the period of, of weeks now. So, Daddy, what did you think? Uh, I love Big. Uh, you know, I have... I like I I grew up and Big was a movie that I had seen at uh, around your age, uh, maybe a little bit younger, um, and I remember liking it then, and I kind of have always thought of it as a very good movie. But like watching it again today was the first time that I'd seen it in seven or eight years, maybe, um, probably since you've been born. The first time that I've seen it. Um, so I mean nine years. Yeah. Nine and a half years. But like, I love the movie. It, it it's as every bit as great as I remember it being when I was a kid and maybe better. Um, so that's what I think about it. But I would like to know, what did you think about the movie? I thought it was pretty awesome. But before I get too into that, I just want to let you know, we, again, I know that we say this every episode, but uh-huh. if you're doing this episode out of order and this is your first episode you're watching. Yeah, sure. Always like break I'm down doing. the rules for the listener. Like I'm doing. Right. Um, I want you to know that we're going to give a, maybe a lot, maybe a little, but we're going to give spoilers away in yeah. every episode because we need to be able to say things from the movie, mm-hmm. so a spoiler, so that we can talk about this. So 
I'll repeat it. We are going to give spoilers. Yeah. And honestly, if you haven't seen this movie yet, um, definitely make time to go and see it. Because um, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so good. Now we're talking about what you what you think about the movie. So yeah. it's awesome. You liked it a lot? <laughs> what was the, uh, what's, what's the best part of the movie? Mm, I'd say the best part would be um, when he's dancing on the piano. Yeah. I know the song. I just can't remember the name. Uh-huh. I forget the name of the song. I know the song. I played a lot of it put it's um it's a lot on the radio, Mix one oh seven three. It's played a lot. Ba-da, ba-da, ba, ba, For ba, some reason when I heard that ba, ba, I thought of ba, Daniel Tiger's ba, neighborhood. I don't remember how it goes from there. And then, oh, and then they go, chopsticks, chopsticks. <laughs> so the piano, that, wow, geez, goodness gracious, that was half, that was half a minute. <laughs> 30 seconds to that. That's fine. Everybody enjoyed it. I had fun. You had fun. It's all about having fun. Um, which like I I, I think, bet that the actors had a lot of fun. How could they not? Yeah, that's that's literally what I was gonna say. I also, think that they must have had a real. great time like doing those it. Those walking pianos that you can step on those are real. Uh-huh. I saw those in one of those in one of my in one of the YouTube videos. You're always saying stop. <laughs> Mommy's always saying only watch what I tell you to. Yeah, yeah, there are rules for YouTube. <laughs> um. So what? Uh, what else did you like about the movie? Mm, I like the Zoltar machine when it wasn't when it wasn't plugged in. Uh huh. And also, why did you like it when it wasn't? Like, what did you like? I about like it? magic. Okay. I sort of like magic because I watch a lot of like princess shows and that has a lot of magic in it. I sure. watch. Um, I watch a lot of um, princess like superhero shows like uh-huh. Thor Rock. That sort of thing. Are so, princess shows the only shows that have magic that you watch? No, it's just they it's just, just I can't to... think of it's just I watch more movies than I. Oh, I what's watch... the Disney? What's the Disney cartoon about the new the the Disney the she's a princess now, but her mom married a king and she became a princess. It's animated. Sophie uh, the first. Yeah, Sophie the first. That's a princess cartoon with magic in it. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't want to I don't watch a lot of like movies without princesses that are magic, and also I wouldn't count the Little Mermaid, the new mm-hmm. one, as a mag, as a princess magic because it's not a because she's not a real princess. What? It, How? Her daddy's yeah. king of the ocean. I don't know if you know this or not, but the ocean is bigger than all the landmass. I know that. So I'm just saying he's a big deal. It's like. 95% of the earth. Yeah, or something like that. So I'm just saying her dad is king of 95% of the earth. She's the best princess of all of them then. Honestly, I want to be king of the world. <laughs> no, queen of the galaxy. <laughs> I want to be the sun. That reminds me, I did audition for the sun in the musical. What was the it. audition piece like for the sun in the musical? Um, it goes, I'm the sun, the center of the system. I'm number one, so everybody listen. I wait for all my planets to pass. I'm just a big ball of fire and gas. <laughs> fire and gas. 
like that. I'm just a big ball of fiery gas. And did it, and that's that that was the actual piece that they had you do? Yeah. Man, and you didn't get the part? That was good. No. It's because I also auditioned for a planet, and I was better oh. at reading the planet part than the sun. Oh, I see. I see. So, oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Also because I, I said Mrs. Moon instead of Mr. Moon on accident. Mm. And yes, it did turn out to be a Mrs. Moon, mm. but honestly, I thought they I was supposed to... I felt comfortable with doing Mrs., mm. and I got a lot of words jumbled up because I didn't think that they were right. Ah. So, I so you rewrote the script that you auditioned with sort to suit of. what you wanted. All right. Sort of. <laughs> I only changed a couple words. The brashness of youth, Claire, is what that is. My goodness. But then did you do the lines, the actual lines, when you did the role for the planet? Yeah. And you got that part? Mm-hmm. Have you learned a lesson there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tried. I tried. I actually tried out for the moon, but they had us try out for both. I see. So all the auditioners were jumbled together, and we eat, and we all sung the planet, and we all sung the sun, and we all sung the moon. So I auditioned for the moon, but I, but I sung the sun too. Gotcha. I'm still laughing on the inside, and I'm a big fiery ball of gas, and then that it doubles back. Fiery ball of gas. Like, it's that's fire. Great. Whatever. It's. It's, I'm just a big ball of fire and gas. Yeah, that's... It's not, I'm just a big ball of fiery gas. Right. And Claire, if you want to know what it's like to be a grown-up, that's it in a nutshell. I'm just a big ball of fiery gas, okay? <laughs> you know this script was created by adults, right? <coughs> oh, man. Uh, I dad joked myself to death. Just <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. Um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, what else? Did, what did you like? So I, I think what I really like to talk about for a little bit is like, what did you make of Josh's experience as an adult? Which, which one is Josh? Um, he's the, he's Tom Hanks. Oh. The kid that gets big. Right? His name's Josh, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause his friend's name's Billy. Ugh. Yeah. I hate Billy's in movies. It's so rare, <laughs> but so confusing. <laughs> All right, but so what did you uh, what did you think of his experience as a grown up? I thought it was kind of cool, but what I thought was really sad is that he shouldn't have made like a girlfriend when he was an adult, and then and then he had to and then like honestly, if I became an adult and I met someone I really liked, mm-hmm. honestly, I would just be like so i'd just be like well i'm sorry you don't get this amazing experience i have a job and i'm a kid and i get everything i even get money and i don't even have to do chores for it well technically i do because a job is a chore but i like my job but i don't like chores (laughs) yeah yeah honestly i would really want to be a toy person like he was Uh uh-huh you think you'd be good at that job? I think I'd be better than him because he was 13. Mm-hmm. I'm 9. Oh, so you're more attached to mm-hmm. being a kid and toys than he is because he's already started to, what, like grow out of that? Yeah, he's already. I bet that he was going through puberty. Oh, you think so? Because um, he, he said that he was in like in like the... Because normally 13 is when you're in the 6th or 7th seventh or eighth grade of uh-huh. middle school and uh-huh. that's normally when you start puberty uh-huh. yeah so he's probably starting it mm. 
And then that'll make him not like toys? No, it's just once you it's just once you finish with the puberty, then you get then once you're finished you're super close to twenty five when you turn into a real adult. <laughs> that's your dis that's your description of puberty? How long how long does puberty last? I don't know. Because I mean if it starts at twelve or thirteen, right, and it goes until you're twenty five, that's like twelve years. I did not say that. I said it's close okay. to 25. All right, well, you're being very aggressive. It's, <laughs> it's close to 25 before you're a real adult. Like, at what point are you an adult? Like, what makes you an adult? Mommy said that um, your brain thinks like an adult once you're 25. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that's what you think, thinking like an adult is what makes you an adult? You are an adult, therefore you are an adult? I don't know. What What do you think is different about being an adult than being a kid? Well, when you're a kid, you don't really have to follow by certain rules. Like And what? when you're an adult, if you act a weird way, you're going to be teased and stuff. Mm -hmm. When you're a kid, you're just a kid. You don't mm -hmm. know a whole bunch of rules. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, if I were a kid and I were a grown, if I were a kid and I was turned into a grown-up, I would have played with that. I would honestly... When he went through that toy store, mm -hmm. I would have played. I would have played. And if Jaden Walker, my best, one of my mm -hmm. best friends, was with me, and he was, and he was turned into an adult too, and for some reason we did it together. I don't know why. But anyways, I would, I would do shallow with him. And for some reason, I feel like so. In my vision, he would be having his guitar, and then we'd be playing the piano while singing shallow, the part we're doing for the talent show this year. Mm. That's very specific. Yes. Okay. Why? Why shouldn't it be? I, I thought we were supposed to be specific about our <laughs> thoughts on this show. <laughs> well, you're, you're correct. Recording. <laughs> um. So. Hmm. Okay. I. I don't know. I guess it's. Uh. You know. I. I think what I think about a lot when I watch this movie is, um, how different it looks as a grown up to me than it did, as a kid. Like, you asked the first time uh, he gets to New York City, right? And mm -hmm. he goes to that sleazy St. James Hotel. Well, it's so scary. And the first night that he's there, he cries. And you said, why is he crying? And I'm curious, like, what, what made you confused as to why he might be crying there? Well, honestly, if I was, like, if I was turned into an adult and I had to leave my family because they didn't believe that I was the real me mm -hmm. honestly i don't think i'll ever change i won't let my voice change and i won't let me you won't but let anyways. your voice change and you won't let you like you think puberty hits and then you decide well i used to talk like this but now i'm gonna talk like this because it's better <laughs> no i just don't want to go through that because honestly i think that once you go through puberty it changes your voice and the way you act and all that's left to change is your brain and then once you're 25 your brain is like oh i've gotten all this knowledge i'm i'm i can't be a kid anymore i have too much knowledge i need to burst it out into something new mm. and then that's what i think is what turns you into an adult i see um do you think it's bad 
to go through that? Like, do you, are you scared of that happening because you think that you'll lose something or is that an exciting thing to have happen to gain all that knowledge and, and, and go to do different things? Honestly, I think that if, that once I gain all that knowledge, like I won't act like, like I'll use more of like what, I feel like that because a lot of people are smart. I see I've seen this a lot in movies where this person is really smart mm-hmm. and then a whole bu- and then they see a whole bunch of a group of kids being being taunted and mean mm-hmm. to and being mean to by a bit by a larger group of bullies. Mm-hmm. Because they're smart, honestly, I wouldn't want if if I was wait forgot my track of where I was going with this. So, but you were saying that I would be excited to be smart, but then you were saying that there's a problem with being smart? I don't totally understand I'm that. I'm saying that um, now when you're a kid, there isn't a lot of people who isn't going to taunt you for that. And once you're an adult, some people change and it's like, I don't want to be smart. I want to be, I want to be liked. I want to be, I want people to feel like I'm like them. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that's something that kids do too? I think more I think more adults do that than kids because they're worried about about someone they really like not liking them back mm-hmm. because they're like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a hard thing to kind of go through. You're shaking your head yes, but it seems like a very serious yes head shake. It's a more serious issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that you said while we were talking in the movie, uh, you said, uh, so they're they're in a, the scene is they're in a meeting. It's the first time that Josh is in the boardroom as the new creative vice president at this toy company, and um, the his one of the other vice presidents is giving a presentation talking about. Uh, robot that transforms into a building and uh josh kind of raises his hand and says i don't get it after the end of this like very like razzle dazzle like marketing pitch about how they're going to make so much money um selling this particular robot toy and uh, everybody's impressed except for josh who is a toy and or is a kid and really looks at the toy and says no this toy's not fun i don't get it and uh, the guy giving the presentation gets mad uh, at Josh for saying he doesn't get it and asking him questions. And at, at the end of that scene, you asked, wouldn't someone be happy that their idea was created into a bigger idea? Or shouldn't they be happy that your team is succeeding because you did this? Um, and I was kind of curious if you could talk a little bit about what you what you thought about that. Or... I'm waiting for you to finish your sentence. <laughs> okay. I know you looked, uh, again, you had such a serious expression. It's uh, 7.55 at night. It's uh, basically your bedtime. So I, maybe I'm misreading uh, a, a near bedtime expression as a serious expression. Um, but no, uh, so I, I'm curious, like, what, do you, what did you think about that exchange? What seemed off to you? Like, w- what do you think that that guy was upset about? Well, they said that they had a, they said that they didn't, that a lot of other toy stores and toy mm-hmm. companies 
sorry, had made Transformers, but they hadn't. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he was the first one to come up with the Transformer idea. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I love... The guy giving the presentation yes. came up with this idea, yes. right? So, I think that taking a little idea and turning it into... And making that little... So, I'm thinking of it as like a bomb and like an explosion. Your little idea is like a little grenade. Mm-hmm. And then... It explodes into something huge <laughs> and goes worldwide in such a tiny little box. Right. And I'm taking that as in, why isn't he thankful that a whole bunch of people added on to his idea, which made it the best it can be and turned it into like a worldwide, and would turn it into a worldwide toy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. What, what do you think makes you successful at a job like that i think having an open mind Mm -hmm. and not caring about what other people think Mm -hmm. caring about what you think and what you don't understand Mm -hmm. so like it goes back to like the people who are not using their smart as much because they're worried about other people Mm -hmm. thinking of them i don't i don't give i don't give anything for someone who says i'm not who says i'm not good enough because i'm smart i am better than them because I'm smart. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And if they just don't get that, then they are way below the level that I am on. Even if they get better grades than me, they're way <laughs> they're way worse because they think that other people is better than them mm-hmm. than themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking of it as a good way. Like you don't like y- you put other people before your own needs. Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking you you put other people's thinking before yours and thinking about what they they feel before you think about your tr- about your true self okay. and how you feel about all this. Uh-huh. So the more you build up other people, the better things are around you in general because you're building them up. Yeah, sort of. Mhm. Well, it's kind of like karma where we talk because we were talking about karma the other day, weren't we? Mhm. How did we talk about karma? They were, they said, one of, in one of the scenes, they had saw them, they had seen them digging and they were taught, like... Which the, movie was this? I think it was the last one, The Burbs. Oh, it was The Burbs. And then they, and then oh. they saw him throwing away a body and they were like, yeah. that is bad karma. Right, 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 okay, okay. Um, I just, I, I think it's interesting, um, that's okay, I think it's interesting, sort of your, your take on that scene, um... You know, the thing, the the single best thing that I've learned, I think, working in like all the years that I've been working in a professional environment is the best thing that you can be able to do is be comfortable with what you don't know. And I think that's really what Josh nails in that boardroom, right? Like he, he just is like, I just don't understand. I need you to explain it to me. The problem is, is that there are people who kind of do that and they they try it's it's a it's a cruddy way for them to tell somebody that they're stupid um it's like passive aggressive way to be derisive with somebody and i think that's why um the dude giving the presentation reads it like that is because josh is just being very earnest like i really don't get it and i would like to understand it and that guy automatically interprets it as somebody kind of being snooty to them about their idea i didn't think of it that way <laughs> well maybe maybe you can think about it that way and see what you think about it but that's all that's all that's about um 
What did you think the experience was like for his mom? Did you think about that while you were watching the movie at all? Mm, no. Right? He didn't show a lot about his mom. Right. Like, is it... It's a bit crazy, right? That, like, this... Like, it's a fantasy movie, right? Like, because there's magic involved, and it's a magical, inciting incident. He black becomes... Magic. Right. Black magic. He becomes a, ch- a child, right? And... You mean he becomes an adult. Uh, right, yeah. Child. He becomes an adult, right, overnight. And, like, okay, so magic exists in this world, and that's very interesting. But, like... They don't come up with, like a lot of other movies, right, for kids. They would be like, oh, yeah, we'll tell them you went to a surprise summer camp uh, for your school. It's a school study camp. Nobody told anybody about it, but you signed the permission. I'm going for a while. I'll be doing this thing, right? They would come up with some sort of zany idea to explain why he's gone. These 13-year-old boys come up with a 13-year-old boy idea to explain why he's gone and basically, Josh just lets his mom think he's been kidnapped the entire time. Like, what is going on in Josh's house the entire time that he's gone? For some reason, I feel like they just be, that they sort of put it aside because they were so busy worrying about Rachel. Mm-hmm. She's two. What do you mean? Like, you saw a lot that she was, like, you saw him, like, you saw her. You saw her crying, mm-hmm. and I think that she, um, I think that they were, that they were so busy with her that they sort of put the, put the thought at the edge, at the mm-hmm. very back of their brain mm-hmm. to come back to. So, like, I think that every, that every, like, little squiggle in your brain is mm-hmm. a different nook. And I think the very last squiggle on the back of your head is a, is a, um, put to the side memories or thoughts Mm -hmm. so like you put these aside and then come back to them later Mm -hmm. and then like they have one socket that only has one at a time their Mm -hmm. main priority Mm -hmm. and probably that thing was their main priority was to was to make sure rachel wasn't crying because Mm -hmm. they couldn't do all this other oh rachel's the sister yeah yeah can you bring rachel down Okay, I thought that his girlfriend, Josh's girlfriend, was named Rachel, and I was trying to figure out what you meant. No, yeah. So you're saying the parents are totally consumed raising a baby that they don't even notice, that really notice that Josh is, is missing. They're they're too concerned with the new baby? No, I'm saying they understand that he's missing, but they can't find him and call the police and everything mm-hmm. if they have a baby that's upset. Because, mm-hmm. like, they can't call on the phone or anything mm-hmm. if their baby is screaming in the background. Mm-hmm. Do you think if um, if you had disappeared uh, when, like, Quinn was a baby, that your mom or I would not have been, like, burning down the neighborhood to find you? Because well, we were dealing with a baby? Technically, you never really saw the father. And I think uh-huh. he was busy doing other things instead of doing that. So, it was like, she was technically just a single parent. Oh, man. And she was barely ever there to raise the child. Uh-huh. So, like, she couldn't do all these other things because her main focus was on the baby. Right, and she's no doing it all. And no one could do all of that other thing. Right. So... But with you guys, one of you guys could main priority be finding me, and then the other uh-huh. could be. Oh, so I'm. I, you don't see me as the dad who's constantly gone and doesn't raise his family and make mom basically a single mom. No. Okay, good. I was really I wasn't sure where that was going. 
<laughs> okay, that's I'm good to know. I'm saying because you two work together, right? Team you effort. Can get more done, right? But because he was just like, ah, you do all the work. I'm gonna go watch this movie for fun with my friends. Uh-huh. Well, you go clean the house. Uh-huh. That sounds. That sounds a little bit like me. I feel okay. All right, maybe yeah, just take it too personal. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's fair. And then she's doing, and then she's like, we have a child missing and I have to raise this. You get your butt back here and find this mm-hmm. child now or I will, or I will break, or I will burn down that movie theater until you come down. So speaking of guys who make bad choices, do you think that Josh did a bad thing? Like that he made a bad choice by going ahead and being a boyfriend to the girl that he meets at work? Well, yeah, because he shouldn't have done all that stuff. Because now what is going to happen to it? Like, he can't just be like, all right, I'm just a parent again. You guys can just take all my stuff and everything. Right. It's like, I thought it was a, honestly, if you were going to have to be adult for a while, I would stay, I would stay low. Uh-huh. <laughs> <coughs> Not try to make a big deal of yourself. Uh-huh. And he went all out in making a big deal of himself. Right, because he got all that stuff and he brought it in his house and da 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 da. So yeah. like, I would like if I was turning into an adult and I would plan on turning back. Right. I wouldn't try to make a big deal of myself and then be like, oh wait, okay, I just leaving this all behind and going somewhere else. Yeah. Right. How do you think that she feels at the end of the movie? I think that she's like, how could. How, what, but, right. He was the perfect guy for me, and he turns out to be a kid. Do you think that that like? Do you think that that upsets her, or do you think at the end of the movie that she's happy for the experience she had while she had it? Honestly, if I was her, I would be. Um, I would go up to him and be like, "Honestly, why would you do this to me? Why would you?" be my girlfriend when you knew that you wouldn't be me right you wouldn't be my girlfriend for that long right like why yeah if you were gonna go back Mm -hmm. why didn't you stay low Mm -hmm. why didn't you not like when you say by low you mean like like make a a footprint in other people's lives like be present and take on responsibilities because like he works at that company he owns that house he or rents it or something apartment yeah he gets all that stuff he's got a relationship with her like yeah he he really is kind of all over the map but do you think do you think that you would make a better choice in that moment like or do you find it relatable that like i mean he kind of went and acted like a kid right so is that kind of a difference between being a kid and a grown-up that you're more aware of how your choices impact other people because kind of like right it's kind of like that that's what you were saying before right yeah yeah. Is it a happy movie or a sad movie? I think both. Towards the end, it's kind of sad. And then towards the beginning, mm-hmm. it's a mixture of sad, um, angry, mm-hmm. and, well, upsetting, mm-hmm. and happy. So, like, you see him, he's having fun. Oh, no. This is, like, I'm upset about this. Mm-hmm. How is this machine working without it plugged in? And, and, uh, uh, and. And then I feel sad for him, 
when he wakes up in the morning and it really is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, it's just kidding. It's just a stupid game. Mm-hmm. Are you at the end of the movie? Are you happy with what happens with the characters? Do you think he makes the right choice to go home? Yeah, but honestly, I would have if I wanted to stay with him. If I was her, yeah, I would be. I would have. I would have made it so that she had come before he had made the wish, and then they, mm. and then she, then he would be like, I, and then they would both, and then she would run in and say, "We mm-hmm. want to be small again." Do you? Here's a question. Do you think that um, Josh's friend Billy? So she comes out of he's uh, Josh leaves the meeting. He gets in the cab and he goes. She comes out of the building, sees Billy, and says, "Where is he going? Where is he going?" And the movie cuts uh, to Tom Hanks at the park for the Zoltar machine before Billy answers. Um, do you think that Billy answers straight away, or do you think that Billy delays so that Josh has more time to get to the Zoltar machine? What do you mean? So like. Billy at that moment could immediately say, yeah, he went to the park. Go make your case. You know, if he chooses you, he chooses you. If he chooses me, he chooses me. Um, Or do you think that he was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to tell you because every second that he drew it out was a second closer that Josh got to the Zoltar machine. Do you think that he withheld information so that he could guarantee Josh would get there before he was interrupted? Mm. Yeah, because... Honestly, I can't. It's okay if you don't. I'm not. I'm just curious what you no, what you make of that extent. moment. Yeah. Um. I if I was if I was him, I would be like, well, I don't know. Go check his desk or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Leave mm-hmm. me alone. Yeah. Not my problem. Not my problem. You're missing. But isn't that how your choice is impacting other people? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like he was feeling more about himself than others, mm-hmm. and be like, I really want him back. So just shoo shoo, go do something else that keeps you occupied, so that he has enough time to turn himself back into a kid. And then yeah. Well, but he, and even if he does do it on purpose, Billy has every reason to because he's at home. He knows how upset his family must be. He's having really sad conversations with his friend's mom, who thinks he's been abducted through the window at night before he goes to bed. Like. I think Billy has every reason to engineer everything he can and is being a good friend. Before he went, because remember when she was picking up Rachel, it was the night that um, when she was picking up Rachel and he was asleep, it was the night of that carnival. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, 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 I know. I know. And you said that he was abducted through the window before he went to bed that night. No, 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 no. I meant that he was abducted and then also. Billy has been having conversations through the window with Josh's mom. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that we've talked quite a bit. Do you have anything else that you would like to say about this movie? Um, I have a wish. Yeah, what would you be your wish at the... That's, that's a, no, that's a good question, too. Why didn't I think of that? What would be your wish at the Zoltar machine? Um, I would wish for... All right, give me a second, okay? Okay. One second. <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> Dad joke number two. <laughs> All right, what would be your wish? Um, world peace. Oh, come on, give me a break. I don't buy that for a second. That's lies for the, tell me the real answer. Not what you want to tell uh, whoever's listening to this. World peace. 
Nah, I don't believe you. But the more war, but the more wars there are, the less money people can make because all these jobs are being taken, because mm-hmm. all these jobs are being let loose, and they and they can't just give you all this money because your pay limit is is going to go down because not a lot of people are making money because all these people are going to wars. So my real wish is for world peace so that I can get money. Tight. Because you can't get money if there's also a war going on because they're, they're using all these people money to keep the war going so that, that we don't have to surrender and they just like bomb our place or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I suppose that's true, but if you sell bullets then war is pretty profitable, no? Nerf. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Well, I think on that note... Wait, you didn't do your wish. Oh, what would would be my wish of the Zoltar machine? Um, Please, try and get your um, coin in Zoltar's mouth. (laughs) Uh, I think my wish at Zoltar's machine would be to, I wish to have the power to go to sleep right when I want to be asleep. That would be my wish. Your wish is granted. (laughs) Claire just pulled an imaginary receipt out of her belly button and gave it to me. I did it. I did this. I did this. (laughs) Okay. It was here. No, I'm pretending I'm the Zoltar machine. Yes, I know. I saw that happening. Your wish is granted. All right. Well, I guess uh, why don't you close out this segment and throw it to me on the other side. Okay. See ya, peeps. I'll see you at the next episode. Peace. And we will be right back. And then I will be here next. Bye. Well, bye then. But you're coming back. No, no, you don't understand. I mean, I'm 13 years old. Oh, and who isn't? You think that there isn't a frightened kid inside of me, too? No, I mean, I really am 13. I I went to bed. See, I went to bed one night, and I was a kid. And when I woke up the next morning, I was a grown-up. Oh, right. And just yesterday, I was a schoolgirl with pigtails. Why are you doing this, Josh? There was this carnival in New Jersey. I made a wish on a machine. It was called the Zoltar machine. Oh, stop it. And that's big. (laughs) That's that's big with Claire. Oh, my gosh. That was great. Um, So, you know, I think the thing that I was most excited about going into this conversation was really just kind of talking with her about, you know, sort of her perception of what it's like to be an adult. and what she kind of made of, you know, the like the inciting incidents and, you know, all the main character choices and the things that motivated them. Um, because, I, you know, I, I think one of the things that it's very easy to see on a rewatch of Big is that, you, you know, there's a little bit of um, Hal Ashby's being there uh, sort of in that moment. You know, everybody listens to Chauncey Gardner and hears... Uh, the most complicated things that they can think of in what he has to say, because he speaks in such a a simple way. Um, And I think that that is something that sort of is mirrored in big is that it's very easy to uh, put your ideas of motivation onto somebody else and what they're saying when they kind of talk like that. And so it's, I think such an interesting thing to see sort of what she makes of that and, you know, where does she think the choices went wrong and all that stuff. Like I loved every single bit of that conversation. Um, 
and I don't have a whole lot to add to it uh, because I think I think I think Claire covered <laughs> she I think she got it pretty solid I really wow I was really impressed um, you know I was being genuine though watching it as this is I think the first time that I've watched it as a dad um, and I I kind of found it interesting what Claire was saying about how you know you you start off very simple and interested in the things that you're interested in and you are who you are and that's great and as you get older it becomes harder to be sort of who you are and how difficult that is um and i i kind of don't you know my own personal i thinking of when some, when is somebody an adult is sort of when they really embrace transitioning out of that phase where you're um, overly invested in what other people think of you and how their moves impact you and, and all of those things. Um, and so in that way, you know, watching this movie, uh, like it's, it's easy to see, you know, Josh's rival is almost, he's a child himself. You know, he, he really hasn't grown up. He is the very real man child that Josh is trying to confess himself to be, uh, to his girlfriend at the end of the movie. Um, but I think, you know, kind of having had kids and moved on to a fully different phase of my life, I, I think that that's something, I guess, that you sort of evolve through. Um, and I, I look at the movie a little bit differently for the years that I have on me. And I think that what's really great about Penny Marshall's movie is how um, it very clearly grows with you and it holds up. Um, like... I've watched the movie a dozen times and I really haven't seen it, I think in, in nine or 10 years, but it was amazing. I, I think it's fantastic. It's one of the, it really is one of the best movies. Um, and it's so weird. It's so weird to me. Like I like just thinking about what the mom is going through while this is gone because she thinks her kid's been kidnapped. It's crazy. And then what is going to happen to Josh's girlfriend going forward? Like, I guess that there's two really interpretations for the end of the movie, right? Like, it's it's a it's her passing from one phase of her life into the next, and Josh dealing with a similar challenge in his life, and they happen to connect and meet in the middle, and both are going on their separate journeys uh, to some other destination and different experiences. And that's as good for her as it is good for him to have seen the other side and allowed that other person's experience to impact your life and allow you to grow emotionally. Or she's super fucked up forever because all the reasons. Damn. And even like Claire said, um, with <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, I like you were the the man of my dreams but you're a 13 year old boy like that would break you you would just be broken forever i don't know how you would be repaired from that like it would totally and completely destroy her um <clears throat> but i like i mean the the insanity of what's going on because of the way that that she's constructed the story to tell the story that she wanted um like I think the movie's great and I think it plays really well and I think it's a happy movie to watch and, and it's easy to push all that other stuff off to the side because of of what it does so well, which is just capture like that movie captures playfulness on screen. And it's so interesting to me that Claire did not mention that idea once. I mean she she kinda was like he gets playing with toys because he's a kid, but that playful approach to life 
is, I, I think, a thing that's easily lost, extremely easily lost and very difficult uh, to find a way to put back into your life because it's easier to get focused on on more pressing matters. And, and you know, that that's the struggle of being an adult. Um, but that scene with Robert Loggia and Tom Hanks playing the piano in uh, F.A.O. Schwartz, I think is fundamentally one of the best scenes in the history of cinema. Um, their acting is phenomenal. Their performance is so simple, but so perfectly done uh, to seem effortless in its presentation of a very pure version of playfulness and passion. And just the way that they shoot the scene and and really just let them hold, uh, hold the camera and do their very simple thing of playing the song. It's amazing. And you know, the way the crowd slowly works in in the background and becomes captivated by it, like it's 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 showmanship, it's performance, it's fun, and it's pure, and it feels so very innocent and easy to respond to and so natural. And I cannot imagine that that was an easy thing for them to do. And I I think it is absolutely phenomenal. Whether you've seen it 10 times or 100 times or one time, it will touch you. Uh, and that's amazing. Uh, so I think that's about it uh, for Big. Uh, I really like this one. I think that we'll probably move on to A League of Their Own next, which is another Penny Marshall movie, also starring Tom Hanks. Uh, and I don't know where else we'll go from here. I've been toying around. <laughs> I, I, I told my wife the other day, I, I thought maybe our next sort of double feature would be uh, Titanic followed by The Abyss. And she was skeptical that that would be a good idea. So I don't know. Uh, let me know if you guys have any ideas for uh, directions that we should go. Um, but I think our next episode will be uh, League of Their Own. Uh, so if you haven't already, uh, you can follow Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventures on Twitter. Uh, follow us at B-A-C-E-A podcast. Uh, you can also follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at WBDAS. Uh, if you have not already done so, we would very much appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe and leave a five-star rating on iTunes. That's going to help us grow our audience, and it is exactly the kind of support that only listeners like you are capable of providing. We love you so dearly for it. Uh, if you do leave a review, I'll be sure to shout you out on the podcast. And uh, in closing, as always, uh, Bill and Claire's Excellent Ventures is an In the Mouth of Darkness production. You can follow that podcast at ItModcast on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, are they on Letterboxd? Are we on Letterboxd? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Nope. Twitter and Instagram. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash ItModcast. Uh, and you can follow the other dorks, Brad Gullickson at MouthDork on all social medias. Lisa Gullickson uh, at Sidewalk Siren and at Baked Dork on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow Brian Young, the Turtle Dork, at the Turtle Dork on Twitter. And you can follow Darren Smith uh, at the Disco Dork on all social medias. Until next time. This doesn't just happen. This guy just doesn't, this doesn't happen. Just, you just don't, he doesn't just come to a meeting and say bugs.